This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. This week, we are talking all about health anxiety. Now, it's important to pay attention and take care of your health, but do you constantly worry that you may be sick or that you could get sick? This kind of ongoing anxiety can become an all-consuming and debilitating illness and disorder in its own right. And it's more important now than ever, as we continue to navigate through COVID-19, that we are able to manage these kinds of fears and concerns. Well, in this teaching, you'll discover the root causes of health anxiety and what you need to do right now to retake control of your life. Okay, David, so how common is health anxiety with your clients? Well, surprisingly, it's very common because as we start to do the golden thread and we start to get down to the root cause of the problem, health issues seem to come up very often. And I think it's a real sign of the inner child talking. So it can be a health issue about something they've got at the moment that they think is going to get worse or something that may happen in the future. So yes, it happens and we talk about it a lot. And when you say golden thread, you mean the golden thread therapy model that you use when you work with your clients? Yeah, so a kind of client will come along and with uh, what they may call anxiety, uh, fear, depression. And so as you know, with the golden thread, we start with the emotion and the teaching. Again, I know I repeat it every video, but it's very important. You are the creator of your emotions. You are not the victim. Can I just say when I say that? You are the creator of your emotions, not the victim. That doesn't mean to say you shouldn't create emotions or emotions are natural or they're not normal. As long as you realize that you're creating them, you cannot be a victim of something that you've created. So a client will come to me with uh, emotional issues And I teach them the golden thread rule. If you believe that you create them, let's find out why you create them. And then when we go down the golden thread, you'll find then that they'll start talking about the healthy issues. Well, what happens if? Well, what happens if this doesn't happen? Well, what happens if that doesn't happen? And this is what I would call the part of the mind as the inner child. Okay, because when you said health anxiety can be caused by our inner child or out of control inner child. I think a lot of people would say, well, but David, for example, now as we're going through COVID, it's it's natural, it's normal, it's appropriate even to be anxious, to experience red light feelings because, you know, there's a real high chance I'm, I may catch this and it may cause massive problems for me. So is that still our inner child? So I think that's a great example. You know, this is perhaps a a once-in-a-lifetime pandemic that that we're going through. So if you think about what you just said, Mm -hmm. and I think most clients would say that, what you're saying is we're in the middle of this pandemic. Isn't it a good idea to create negative feelings? And I would say no. 
I would say it's not a good idea. I would say you creating fear, anxiety, scared, confuses what you have to do to live in your flow through these very difficult times that all of us are having to deal with from all over the world. We're all going through this. So yes, you follow the advice, washing your hands, wearing a mask, having the vaccination if you want it, and whatever it is, you make those clear decisions. But you make those from what I would call Shen, your ground principle of truth, honesty, and integrity, not as a reaction from your emotions. So the answer to your questions, being fearful of COVID doesn't make COVID any better, doesn't make you more prepared. I would say it makes you less prepared. It makes you less likely because now you're adding another element into the pot rather than being able to make choices not to catch COVID and looking after yourself. And as you said in the introduction, living well, living naturally, keeping yourself clear. You're now adding something else in, which is your emotional feelings. And I guess living in fear, living with constantly producing the the physio physiological reactions within our body of fear, anxiety, that becomes physically debilitating as as an add-on to the potential of actually getting sick. So it's it we really are kind of disabling ourselves and our ability to cope well with, you know, COVID, the potential of catching other illnesses. Well, you're adding in a, an, an element, Alex, that really shouldn't be there because I hope you haven't caught COVID. I hope if you have caught COVID, you've recovered. But why would you add fear, this extra emotional feeling into the mix mm -hmm. What's that going to do? How is that going to protect you? How is that going to help you in any way? And most of my clients, when we get down to this stage and they start throwing up these kind of diversions, I call them, what does it do? See, they have to say, well, I can't help it. It just comes. It's just part of me. And then they'll use words like, well, it's ingrained. Well, it's part of my nature. And they'll use all of those words that we have to kind of deconstruct because what they're saying in actual words, David, I'm the victim of these emotions. I don't create them. And this is the problem. See, this is what I say in these videos. It seems such an easy saying, you are the creator of your emotions, not the victim. Many of my clients will say, yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. Of course I do. And then they use the magical three-letter word, but... Yeah. And but means they're not accepting it 100%. Because then they'll use excuses. Well, I can't help being, I can't help being fearful. I can't help being scared. I can't help this. Yes, you can help it. This is a, an emotional feeling that you're creating. My question is, is that helping the situation? Is that helping you? Is that helping your body? If you were unlucky enough to catch COVID, would being scared and frightened and, and, and being terrified help you address that problem? I'm saying, no, it wouldn't. I, I want you to be in that, what I call Wu Wei, in your flow. So hopefully you never catch COVID. You take the proper precautions. You look after yourself. Keep yourself well. Follow the rules. Follow the rules that you think are right for you. And then 
that's a much better way than adding in this extra weight of emotions. So I accept that some people may be at greater risk of catching COVID or catching an illness than other people. Um, yeah. You know, we have to factor that in. Yes, but what but what you're saying is that regardless, there is no benefit in creating emotions and allowing those red light emotions of fear, anxiety, worry to drive your life uh, because it doesn't help you in any way be more careful, be more cautious, be more attentive to your health. Then it, you know, then if you didn't have those emotions. So I'm saying even something more okay. stronger than that, Alex. I'm saying there's not only a benefit, yeah. it's a disadvantage. It's a disadvantage you, if you follow you, your emotions. You yeah. are, you're creating even more problems. We have a problem, serious problem, life-threatening problem that you have to deal with. And then instead of dealing with that clearly from your truth, honesty and integrity, from making clear decisions as the best way that you deal with it, according to your circumstances, your age, your physical health, what, you, what, what you're doing, what you have to work, or how you bring up your children. Everyone is different. I'm not, I'm not sitting here and saying you should do this and you shouldn't do that. But what I am saying is you know. You gain the information and you make the decision. One of the best Taoist words that I like to translate into English of appropriateness. You act appropriately. And creating a whole heap and barrel load of emotions to confuse the situations is not helping you, not helping those around you, but more importantly, it's clouding your decision-making. So instead of making clear decisions, which I could agree or disagree, doesn't really matter, but instead of making those decisions based on truth, honesty, and your integrity, what you believe is best, you base those decisions on emotional experiences and feelings mm -hmm. that you're creating. And then that starts what we call the carousel of despair or the self-fulfilling prophecy, or you're looking for confirmation and you're always looking for the worst case scenario or you're trying to paint a, a darker picture than it, what actually is, and, and it, it starts to roll out of control. And this is where we normally hit the health anxiety. Okay, so would you say that I can see how COVID-19 has been a trigger mm -hmm. for many, many people who perhaps previously have never experienced health anxiety. Mm -hmm. But before we hit COVID-19, there were there are, I guess, a certain number of clients who were suffering with health anxiety. Big number of clients. Kind of obsessing about their health, obsessing about getting sick. Is this something that is like they've just, they were born with? Something Is it something they developed in childhood or is it is it something that just kind of happens in adulthood? What's the, what, what is the origin of the health anxiety for your different clients? Well, that's a great question. And unfortunately, I can't be absolutely precise. So I'm going to be a little bit general. But I normally find it is based in the inner child thinking. And for those of you new to the model, the inner child is a label we give to a part of your mind. You may call, want to call it your emotional mind or your ego or your subconscious mind. I think you'll see if you watch some of our videos, the inner child label is a lot, lot more powerful. So it's normally based in the inner child. It's something that they've learned. 
The normal basis that I find... Sorry, David, learnt in childhood. They've learnt in childhood. Yeah. Because as I'm trying to say, as you grow up, the normal basis for this is wanting to be in control. They dislike the unknown. And for them, health matters is the unknown. They're not sure that how it's going to transpire. So let me give you an example. They have a rash. They say, well, look, I have a rash. And that is a rash. Yes, I can see you have a rash. And then they'll say the magic words. I went on the internet. How many times have I heard this? And this could be the start of some other big disease. This is typical of the inner child. So it takes a real problem. You have a rash on your wrist. Now I've looked on the internet and it's told me that one of the symptoms of I'm doing cancer is a rash on your wrist. Now they've gone to the extreme. Yeah. They're not looking at it, as I said previously, logically, in the middle, correctly, and looking at it. They're now doing this kind of worst case scenario. This is so typical, as I've said in other videos. This worst case scenario is so typical of the inner child always looking for the for the worst, wanting to be protected, wanting certainty, wanting to be sure, because you can't, using this example, if I say, well, that's just probably a, anything like a little rash, and they go, oh, you can't be sure, can you? And they're right, I can't be sure. And then the inner child takes over. Then the inner child starts this, what we call the carousel of despair, like a hamster on the wheel, making it worse and worse and worse and worse and going out of control until all the time they're creating the red light emotions. And then the red light emotions become very powerful and then they would say, I have anxiety. Yeah, so it's compounding. It's compounding. So you've just described an adult client coming to you with an inner child, uh, focusing on, obsessing on, going to the extreme, going to the worst case scenario, Mm -hmm. and then the adult believing that buying into that inner child story yes. so this so this is the inner child within us now as the adult but that client are you saying that when they were a child they also had a need for control yes. in some aspect of their childhood yes. because i mean is that because say for example they witnessed a parent who was also anxious about their health or maybe i don't know they were sick themselves as a child and that was a very awful experience for them. And then again, they witnessed their parents being anxious around them because they were being sick. Is it those sort of, I guess, traumas or experiences in childhood that then develop the need for control that you talked about, which then we're carrying through into adulthood and yes. we're focusing on the health stuff? That, that's a good explanation. We can't be precise. I can't be precise. And I often say to clients who write to me, I, I can't be precise without knowing all of your background and, and history. But what you said, it could be something you've learned off a parent or a grandparent. It could be something, as you said, that you were really sick and you nearly died or you got through a sickness. It could be something, for instance, here's another one, that your parents were overly protected yeah. of you. Yeah. They wouldn't let you out of the house if you got the slightest cold. It could be the opposite. Remember the pendulum. Your your parents wasn't interested in your, your uh, health at all. 
and just it made you go to school. I'm talking about me now. I I could almost be dead and I'd be kicked out to school as on as on the morning. I had no interest in me at all. So all of these, this is why we call this the life lesson. You've got to learn this life lesson. That's why the inner child analogy or metaphor really works well mm -hmm. because it's the part of the mind. And you said it really well. Even though you're mature, successful, intelligent, in this instance, you as the mature person is not in control. Mm -hmm. The part of the mind I'm calling the inner child is in control. And that's why I'm always talking about beat the butt. When you hear yourself say, yes, David, I agree with you. And even if you're listening to this, if you say, I agree with you, but make sure when you say the but, where's that coming from? Is that your mature, intelligent self? Or is that coming from a reaction of your emotions? Are you now being emotionally reactive? Yeah. I agree with everything you've said, David, but the fear. Mm -hmm. You see, now you've created an emotion. Now you're acting from the emotion. But the when we're in the moment, yeah. when we have the the rash on our hand, to use your example, the red light emotions that we experience because we're following the inner child's logic that this is a disaster, this is a real sickness, this is the worst possible thing that can happen to me. Those emotions in that moment are more powerful than the logic exactly. of what you're saying, you know, that, okay, you know, the logic being, well, this is just a rash, I'm self-diagnosing, I've gone to the worst case scenario, but actually there could be a million reasons exactly. of what, so that's the logic, but we're experiencing the red light emotions, the panic, the worry, the fear, the anxiety, and it's almost like, they if if they if those two are magnets, the magnet of the red light emotions seems far more powerful, and that's why we get dragged we keep getting dragged down that that and, route and that's the basis of the teaching mm -hmm. the basic of, of the teaching is we have to deconstruct that power of your emotions mm -hmm. the way that I'm trying to show you, and this is where you've got to sit and meditate to see whether you agree with me or you disagree with me. You are the creator of your emotions not the victim of them. Now, if you disagree with me in any form, then your next question, you don't have to write into me. You can sit and answer this yourself. Okay, if I don't create my emotions, who does or what does? Now, I go through this almost with any of my one-to-one -one clients. We, we try and go, do you agree with this? And they'll often say, yes, of course I agree with that, but, and then we try and find out why. So if you don't create the emotion, how do emotions get into your body? And they will say, well, it's from that incident or that person. Okay, let's say it's that person. How does that person transport emotions into your body? And then they go, well, it's the way I react to them. Ah, so it's your reaction. You are reacting. You can react in a different way. And when you can seal that, then your life changes because what you say now mm. is you then deconstruct the power of the magnet of your emotions. Which is the belief. Which, which is like, oh, my God, these emotions are so strong. Yeah. This could be skin cancer. Yeah. And I say, well, just put some cream on and leave it for a day and see if they go away. And they go, 
And what amazes me as well, when I'm working with my one-to-one -one clients, you know, if we're starting the sessions, we normally see them once a week or once every two weeks, I often say, how's your rash? And they go, what rash? <laughs> They've even forgotten about it. Yeah. Well, the well, rash the you have. Charles then moved on to the next mm -hmm. problem. Exactly. And it doesn't mm -hmm. kind of reflect on, well, actually, I blew that out of proportion. Exactly. The inner child will never, ever say, ask yourself this, when has the inner child ever said to you, hey, I'm sorry, I blew that up. I made that into something it wasn't. I say to them, well, how, how's your rash? And they kind of, what rash? And then they say, well, I want to talk about, I'm not sleeping now. I want to talk about my bowels aren't right. <laughs> they move on and it's like, you're, you're, you're chasing all the time because you're on this carousel. And that's why you can't do it until you get off the carousel. Because, let me, let me even be why this is more, more serious. This could be skin cancer. Now, you should deal with it correctly. Put some cold cream on or whatever, but if it persists, you go and see the doctor and you go and have tests. Yeah. You do it correctly, authentically. But in a, in a way that doesn't inflame your emotions. Exactly. You're just doing, you're progressing through the appropriate precautionary stages. Absolutely. It, David, you know, you said, okay, well, the problem is you're not owning the emotions. You're not owning that you're creating the emotions in this situation and that there's the problem. If I, if I say, yes, David, I am creating, I accept I'm creating the emotions and I'm creating the emotions because my inner child is giving me the worst case scenario, which I'm believing. Yes. I can say, I can say to myself, no, get a grip, you know, this is just a worst case scenario. This is not necessarily the truth. Mm -hmm. In that moment, I can just, I can kind of convince myself not to create the red light emotions, yeah. accepting that I'm creating them. Mm -hmm. But then a few so hours your, later, so your butt. yeah, so here's my butt. Yeah. A few hours later or the next day, I'll look down at the rash again. And then I, it's like I get the same thing or the inner child is still there saying, yeah, but it could be this. It could be okay. the worst case. And it's like, how do we, even if we accept we're creating the emotions, how do we deal with so the, in, the persistence of the inner well, child? that's because the, you haven't got a relationship with your inner child yet. The in, let, let, let me just answer yeah. that one question. So in three days' time, two days' time, you're still putting cream on this rash and it's getting worse. Then, of course, you should go to your professional and, and, and speak to them about it. Of course you should. You don't ignore it. If this rash is getting worse and going up your arm, you should go. But you do that correctly. You don't do it responsively. So let's answer your, yeah. the, but, the but question. So if the inner child keeps on giving you the worst case scenario, why are you accepting the worst case scenario? Now, if you can pacify the child in this one instance, yeah. then two days later, the rash is gone, but now it's talking about a shoulder pain. Oh, my God, I've got a shoulder pain. Now, why would you then go with, well, yes, you're right, this could be, I could lose my arm, my arm's going to fall off. Mm -hmm. Why would you keep on going around you're not in control, and this is no, when this we. Is, this is what it fe it, it no, feels no, like. No, or it, give me this a is this is how it is when we. It's like you know. I think you've used the analogy before. It's like the whack-a-mole game. Yeah, exactly. You you the inner child comes up pops up with a problem. 
you know, this is the problem, this is the worst case scenario, this is going to be a disaster. You manage to do with that, so you knock that one down. Then next thing you know, another problem pops up. Yeah, and it and it and it's it's very tiring. So what is the problem? The pro- what is the core, the fundamental? Well, it's the inner child. Thank you. Yeah. So the problem <laughs> is not the myriad of worst case health scenarios that the inner child's given you, it because they're just pos- they're just imagined. We don't know that the truth. Just Chances are they're it. not the truth. The problem is the out. Like it's like the inner child has got way too much time on its hands. It's way too creative in its imagination. And, you know, we are just so used to following it and not questioning it and not saying, no, come on, darling, we need to look at this rationally. And so the real answer, as Alex has just said, don't play whack-a-mole. Look at the core. And as Alex quite rightly said, it's the inner child. Remember the inner child is your mind. It's nobody else's mind. It's your mind. And it's a part of your mind that's acting separately to you. The whole reason why we do this and why we call it Wu Wei, being in your flow, effortless effort, being able to flow through life, rather than having this internal conflict or tug of war where, as you said quite rightly, it's like so energy consuming and time wasting. This is why you're not in your flow. Many of my clients will tell me they've got no energy, they've got no drive. I'm saying, you're so wrong. You waste all your energy. It goes down the sink. You'll go on the carousel. It's like a hamster being on the, his wheel for 12 hours, stepping off tight and saying, well, I've got no energy left to live. Of course you haven't got energy left to live because you've been chasing your tail going round and around and around. The real problem here is to bring this relationship together. Now, uh, and you're sitting there and say, yeah, well, that's easy to say. We've done loads of videos on this. Done loads of videos. The one you should be looking at, we did a series of three, reparenting your child. Now, you have to do the work to regain back this coming together. So we're not trying to kill the inner child. We don't think it's a monster. We don't think it's evil. It's not against you. It's a scared child. And it needs you with all your spiritual knowledge and know-how and caring and love and what you keep on telling me, your sensitivity and your empathy. Keep telling me you've got all these wonderful qualities. Why don't you use them on yourself? Why don't you do that? You're quick enough to do it to other people. You're quick enough to look outside of yourself, blame them, blame this, blame the other. Why don't you take care of yourself? And look at your inner child. Mm-hmm. And when your inner child screaming about this rash, really, it's not about the rash. You know what it's screaming for? Your attention. It wants to be listened to. Be honest with yourself now. Do you listen to your inner child and address the problems? Or do you say, oh, yeah, but... Oh, it's so difficult. Oh, I'm just in my groove. Oh, it's just the way I am. Oh, I can't help it. Oh, it's, it, it's ingrained, David. Oh, it's natural. Oh, it's from my father. It's from my mother. It's from my childhood. I'm a product of my childhood. I can't do anything about it. That's what you do. You don't go and solve the problem. You react to the problem. 
but in a way, you know, when you say, David, oh, well, you know, it's up to you to take care of yourself. Don't blame others. Don't make excuses, which is obviously the kind of philosophy of everything we teach. But it's kind of slightly paradoxical on this subject because in a way our inner child is telling us by being by being overly concerned, by being extraordinarily vigilant about health issues or illnesses, you are taking care of yourself. It's like the inner child has hijacked watch self-care because, you know, some people would say, well, it's important for me to be very careful about what I eat. It's very important for me to exercise and watch my weight. It's very important that I'm totally focused. But it, then it goes out of balance. That's a great point, Alex. Again, look at the video we've done on em emotional pendulum. Because this same inner child that you're telling me is really hypersensitive, really wants to be well, really wants to look at every rash, every pimple, every sleepless night, every not going to the toilet on time, is so caring, is the same inner child that says, I'm not good enough. It's the same inner child that says, I can't cope. It's the same inner child that says, I'm not worthy, I have no value. Mm. Here's the catch-22 situation, because both of those are out of balance and you're not in the middle of the pendulum in your way. And this is what confuses you. So many of my clients listen to the videos, they book a session, they say, I want to clear the confusion. It's not the confusion in the teaching, it's the confusion of the inner child. You brought it up perfectly. On one minute it says, I've got to be hypervigilant. I can't have a spot. On the other hand, it'll tell you you're not good enough, you can't cope, you're unworthy, you have no value, you're unlovable. You're you're the bottom of the pack. Nobody cares for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same in a child. Yeah. It's playing a game. It wants its own way. It wants what it can't get. It wants to know what's going to happen in the yeah. future. It wants certainty. All inner children want certainty. And we can't offer it that. We can't offer We've got to teach it. And here's the life lesson. We've got to teach it appropriateness to be in your flow. If this rash maintains for more than what is normal, we immediately go to the doctors or the medical profession to have it looked at, to have it tested. If your shoulder's hurting and it doesn't go through the natural process of when you rub some ointment on it, it doesn't go away, you go and have it checked. Doesn't mean to say you're gonna lose your arm or die of cancer. You don't go to the worst case scenario because all that is just the inner child running riot and you following behind. You know, I often say the inner child can be like if you had a pet dog pulling you all around the place. And that's because you are reacting to the emotions because the most powerful tool that the inner child has got to get its own way, emotions. Because if it gives you fear, anxiety, depression, being scared, being frightened, whatever you want to call it, then you surrender. Yeah. You give in. Oh, yeah, well, look at this. Oh, look, oh, on my, oh, my back. Oh, and I didn't sleep well last night. And yeah, I know, well, I've got over that now, but I'm not sleeping well now, David. And, oh, yeah, well, I'm sleeping better now, but I can't go to the toilet. Oh, I've got, I've got IBS now. And it's always one thing back to your whack-a-mole, one thing after another. And there's the inner child screaming, 
for you to listen to it and address its problems. So the ultimate, I guess the issue here is that for some people, the inner child has convinced them that this health obsessiveness, which can transform to health anxiety, is a form of self-care. But actually, it's just the inner child wanting to control. And it's the inner child wanting to control the uncontrollable. Well, let's bring it back to COVID. So the inner child, this part of your mind, sees COVID, sees people dying, sees people queues outside of hospitals, thinking about the the vaccination, hearing people saying the negative of the the vaccination. And the inner child, who I always think is around six, seven, eight, nine, ten, that's really above its pay grade. It doesn't understand it. So what does it do? Creates an emotion. Mm. It's saying, um, I, I don't know what to do. It's, it's like, my, my goodness, even all these adults are arguing against each other. What's the best thing to do? I don't know. And that's where it needs you, you as the spiritual parent, to step in and say, okay, sweetheart, I've got your back here. Hold his hand. When we've done all this work, and you can see how challenging it can be, because if this was a client, we would have to get through this health block. I see it as a, like a block, because below the block here, we have this scared little child. And he's putting up this block to keep everyone away, keep everyone at bay. And we have to find a way through that to speak to the child, because it basically needs you to put your arms around him and say, look, don't worry, I'll look after this. You can trust me. And here comes another issue. Does your inner child really trust you? Does it believe that you, as the adult, can navigate its ways? You said in the, in, in the introduction, great introduction, does your inner child part of your mind trust you to navigate your way through this problem that we're all facing? Or does it think, oh my God, I can't trust her or him, I better try and do the best that I can do. Let me now panic and let me run around and let me go to the extremes. It's like a child deserting ship, if you want. It, doesn't, it hasn't got that thought. You've got to bring in that intellect, that mentality, that balance, that harmony, that looking at it from a correct point of view, from Wu Wei, from balance. What your balance is, not my balance or Alex's balance, your balance. What do you think? So you make a decision about, say, face masks. You make a decision about washing your hands. You make a decision about what premises you go to or what you don't go to. You make decisions about vaccinations. You look at the evidence and you make your decision. That's your decision. And that's what I want you to be accountable, as my American friends like me to use that word, what I call in the UK, self-responsible. And that's for you to deal with this in a balanced way. The inner child will say, I don't like it because I'm uncertain. Yeah. I don't know what the outcome is. Yeah. yeah, thank you, David. Well, we've got so many other teachings to help you with this topic and this issue if you're struggling with it. I will put links in the show notes to our inner child reparenting teachings to the teaching that David mentioned on about the emotional pendulum. We've also got uh, teachings on things like overthinking and fixating on worst case scenario outcomes. So all of those will support 
this particular topic if, it, if it's going to be of help for you. If you have enjoyed the teaching, please do comment below and let us know and perhaps maybe share it with someone else who you think may also benefit. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one with David, he supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers and gifts on our website, wuwaywisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy and in your flow.